Well, the Norris Trophy discussion getting a little heated between Preds fans and Avs fan. Should Roman Yossi or Kale McCarr be the Norris frontrunner right now? We'll dive into that argument and explain why Roman Yossi's 2020 win might give some ammo to McCarr this year. Plus, Predators play the Sens tonight. It's Austin Watson's return to Smashville. We'll talk about what reception he might get and what the Preds need to do to convince us they're moving in the right direction towards a playoff spot. All coming up today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan, writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. That was a very weird uh, reflection or inflection on partner in crime. It was more like partner in crime. <laughs> um, it was a little Southern twist, maybe. It was. It was a Southern twist. Uh, where's Brian Baston and his built bar when you need him? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the Norris Trophy race, and That has yeah. been sort of a hot button issue between Preds fans and Abs fans. Uh, it is inspiring a mess of takes from all across mm -hmm. the world of hockey um, and especially hockey Twitter. Uh, basically, these are two defensemen having the seasons of their lives right now um, locked in a dead heat, I would say, right now for mm -hmm. who's actually going to be the Norris Trophy winner. And... Uh, both teams, both the McHale, uh, Kill McCars Avs and Yossi's Preds, the fan bases, very passionate is yes. the right word to say uh, behind their respective defensemen. So, yeah, I mean, Anne, what do you think about the whole, I guess, the overall scope of the debate right now? Uh, I mean, we can get into the X's and O's a little bit in a second, but just the your take on the big debate in kind of mm -hmm. the back and forth going on right now. It's definitely very passionate, very heated between Avs fans and Predators fans. And each side, I think, is very adamant that it is quite clear that their player is obviously the front runner for the Norris Trophy. And what I want to say to them is that it's actually not quite clear, and it could be either of these guys, and nobody has a lock on it yet. So despite the adamant arguments being made for Yossi, for Makar, I think everybody needs to be able to take a step back and say, look, these are two guys having two of the best seasons of their careers, and I don't think we know yet who the Norris Trophy winner should be. And that's hard for me to say because, of course, you know, I would love for Yossi to have it. But I think you have to be honest and say this has not been decided by their seasons yet. No, it's exactly right. This is going to come down to the wire, maybe more so than any other race mm -hmm. right now. I think it really depends on if the Preds get into the playoffs, 
Yes. Uh, because I think that just like we saw in 2020, that's probably going to sway voters a little bit. Um, it's interesting when you break down their numbers. Clearly, <coughs> Yossi is having an offensive season for the ages, tied sure. with eighth right now in the NHL in points. Uh, he is going to break the Preds' all-time single-season record. Uh, he's still on pace to flirt with 100 points this season, uh, which would be the first person in almost 30 years to break that mark, the first defenseman to break that mark in almost 30 years. Um, so, you know, you look at that and say, well, of course, it's Roman Yossi. He's eighth in the NHL in points. He's two behind Austin Matthews, who a lot of people have as their heart trophy person True. this year. So you're looking True. at it, it's like, well, if he's scoring like Austin Matthews and he's a defenseman. Um, but, you know, I think his pace is kind of overriding the fact that Mikhail or Kale McCarr, those are two very hard words to say when you put together. He just needs to make it one name. Yeah, Mikhail. You know, Mikhail. Because I've already said that three <laughs> times on this podcast. There you go. Okay. Um. Yeah, Makar is not far behind. 73 mm -hmm. points. That's a very good season. Uh, I mean, Yossi clearly, I think, has him beat there. But then it's funny because remember, Anne, back in 2020, we were talking about Yossi's thing. And everybody was talking about John Carlson because he was on like a 94, 95 point pace for a while uh, towards the Norse Trophy. But we, we looked and it was like, well... His, he wasn't great defensively. Yossi was the better like defensive defenseman, and he was having kind of a more individual impact. Right. You can take that argument, and you when you break down some of the stats, Makar this year, that sort of favors him. Like Makar far and away has been the better defensive defenseman this year. The fact that they are so close on points kind of makes you think, okay, is that going to kind of be a factor when voters cast their vote? Yeah. Well, and I think there's a lot of things that I wonder if they're going to be a factor. You look at, Kale McCarr, and he's on a team that is well on its way to winning the President's Trophy. Does that help him or hurt him that he is on this team that is so successful? Does he get the credit for that or not? You know, does it help or hurt Roman Yossi to see Philip Forsberg and Matt Duchesne having these amazing seasons? You know, does that help or hurt them when these two players aren't necessarily carrying their teams on their back? You wonder how much of the surrounding narratives of these two teams are going to somehow influence how this Norris trophy comes out. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's interesting because it depends on how voters look at the Norris and they right. look at it different from time to year. Sometimes it's just, hey, which defenseman has had the best season? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, regardless of what's been going on, the others they look at what's, you know, what defenseman has had the most value to his team. Right. You know, and that's it's we hear that with the Hart Trophy like all the time. Is it okay? Is it really, you know, is it the guy who's had the best season or the person who's like clearly the best player? Because the answers to those two questions, 
would kind of differentiate from year to year. And you're kind of seeing like the same thing this year it depends on how they interpret it. Uh, because you can argue the Predators success completely hinges on Roman Yossi this year. Um, mm-hmm. There have been some fire takes about that. Very fire takes. I'm not going to say who it was, but there was a prominent <laughs> person in Preds media who argued Roman Yossi wasn't even the MVP of the Predators this season. Uh, and his reason was that because there's other people scoring, Yossi's point totals weren't a concern. Now, why do you think there is an increase in scoring? Does it maybe have to do with the fact that one of your defensemen has 60-something assists this year? And is setting plays, including like a big number of primary assists? Could that potentially be the reason? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, it's... And there's a there's a lot more dumb takes that are going yeah. on right now. I saw one yesterday from somebody. Again, I'm not going to say who, but a a high influence member of the analytics community um, who said that Roman Yossi was more on the level of Devin Tays on kind of that like third tier of top defensemen this year than he was to Kale McCarr. Does the, does this person watch Nashville Predators games? <laughs> well, that, that's the thing. Like watch the games. Like there's a yeah. certain level of like you watch the games mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, at that point it's like, you're seeing the whole story. Like we, you know, we've talked right. about how the Preds success kind of hinges on Roman Yossi, can you say the same thing if Makar gets taken out of that Colorado lineup? Because right. they have guys like Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Gabriel Landis-Cog, even though he's hurt right now. So it's like, does Makar have the same sort of isolated, important to the team kind of value right. that Yossi does? Yeah. Well, and I think this goes to this deeper question about hockey evaluations that I think people wrestle with because you have people who are very analytical and you look at the numbers and the numbers are going to tell you the story. And then you have people who evaluate based on um, situational performance you know who are they surrounded by how is the whole team performing who is contributing and when you look at those two different things, you can arrive at two very different conclusions about the same player. And when you're looking at something like the Norris trophy, you really have to look at all of it. And that's where I come to. There are still other factors in this Norris trophy race that haven't unfolded yet that I think are going to sway voters one way or the other. I think getting into the postseason, postseason performance There's a lot of nuance to this Norris Trophy race because I think that it is very close and I don't think you can look at it just statistically and be accurate. And I don't think you can look at it just uh, situationally and evaluate it and be accurate. This is not an easy call. And I think anybody from either side of the aisle who says it's very obvious isn't being honest about this Norris trophy race. Yeah. I kind of want to ask you about uh, 
you, you know, you mentioned X factors that are going to come down to the wire. I kind of want to talk about what some of those are uh, in just a second. Plus uh, get into some Preds versus Senators pregame talk. Oh, yes. Yep. We have that coming up. But first, I uh, want to talk to you about our friends at Bet Online. After months of playing, college basketball has finally determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national champion coming up this week. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. You name it, they have it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcasts, reviews, and all the leagues going on this season. It's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, and we talked about the the Norris race between Roman Yossi and Kiel McCarr. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's the voters vote after the regular season. So they have about a month to kind of fill their resumes. Um, how much are voters going to look at the standings? Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's an interesting thing. You know, obviously the abs are doing spectacular and it's going to be very easy to say Makar was a big part of that. Look at what the abs are done. But the other way to look at it is, you know, if the Preds, you know, squeak into the playoffs, even as a wild card seed, um, you know, it's, it's going to be hard the other way to say, you know what, the Preds wouldn't be here right now without Yossi. This is where I think it gets really difficult because there's no clear way to look at that. And I think everybody who votes is going to look at it a different way. Uh, The Colorado Avalanche are just killing it this season. They're well on their way to the president's trophy. They're outstanding. They're going to be, I think the team to beat for the Stanley cup. So like you said, you know, I I really do think they're going to be the team to beat. So you can say, see, this team is so good, and it's because the performance of Kale McCarr. You can also look at the Nashville Predators, like you said, and say, look, this is a team that's going to squeak from our lips to God's ears into these playoffs and perform well, hopefully in the postseason. Um, But they're going to, what they do in this last little stretch shows how valuable Roman Yossi is and that the Predators' success has rested on his performance. And what's frustrating is you can really look at those and make an argument for either one, and there's not a lot of clarity for evaluating it. And it's left open to kind of personal perspective, which makes it difficult, I think, to predict who's going to win, barring some sort of major uh, differentiation between these two players down to the wire. Because right now, I think this is either player's race to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't, I, don't know how, I don't know how you evaluate that. And I think it's tricky to say, as much as you and I have talked about who is the MVP of the Nashville Predators, and we've gone back and forth, you know, oh, it was UC Saros. And then we were like, whoa, Roman Yossi missed some huh. games. It is clearly because Roman Because we see how the Preds play without <laughs> Roman Yossi. Right. And so I think that has, you have to almost factor that in. What kind of 
individual impact does a player have on their team's success? But when you have the Colorado Avalanche and they're just playing so successful, how do you evaluate that? I mean, you can run circles around this argument. And I think what's going to need to happen for this to be a clear cut uh, winner at the end of the season is one of these players is going to have to either just go off or, you know, if one of them gets injured, because this this could be either of their trophies to win. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch for sure. And I think especially if if Roman Yossi can clear up some of his defensive issues. Yeah. Um, and, you know, has a very, very strong month of April. I think it's going to be hard not to give it to him uh, just because of the historical context he's done. Um, but, you know, if it if it ended today, I, I think it is a very, very close race. And I'm really not sure which way voters would go on that. Um, I think it's so going to be interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's certainly a storyline uh, to watch over the last month or so. One oh, of the gosh. many for the Nashville <laughs> Predators. Um, can the Predators make it two wins in a row tonight? No. They take on the Ottawa Senators uh, at Bridgestone Arena. Uh, first and foremost, thoughts with Eugene Melnick and his family. Of course, the longtime Ottawa Senators owner. Um, he passed away yesterday. Um, so our thoughts are with him. I'm sure we'll see some sort of tribute from the Predators tonight uh, when the Senators take the ice at Bridgestone Arena. Um, there's no transition to this. It is also Austin Watson's yes. return to Bridgestone Arena. Um, not sure what kind of reaction he's going to get tonight and this is a tricky this is a tricky one i suspect that it will be positive mm -hmm. um because he was here for a long time austin watson was kind of one of those uh Pro, kind of the prototypical player of that Nashville Predator style, you know, rough, physical, you know, that kind of thing. There were off-ice issues that I think are hard to ignore. Um, mm. But I will say this. I will say this. It's, you know, in sports, everybody looks for a quick redemption story. And I think we've seen this a number of times where um, – people make really bad choices and they very quickly get a redemption story. And I feel like Austin Watson has been pretty transparent about his journey. Absolutely. And, and I think he's been very honest about his journey. And I, you know, he's been sober for three years. Um, I think anybody who has ever dealt with addiction um, knows that recovery is not always linear and it is a daily challenge. And I feel like three years sober is something to celebrate. Uh, I suspect he will get a warm reception. I know that may bother some people. I don't, this is a, this is a tricky one. This is a tricky yeah. one. Yeah, I'm not going to invalidate what anybody feels about Austin Watson because everybody has a different story. Everybody's been through different things and everybody um, is probably going to have a different opinion 
of some right. of his ice issues. Um, but I, I think I also will say that I think some people who don't fall into that category um, also just hated Austin Watson because he was not a great hockey player. Yes. Or at least in certain situations for Nashville. And you know what? I, I don't think we've talked about this on podcast before. I don't think a lot of that was Austin Watson's fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he he's kind of come out in like other interviews and said, you know, even going back to like his days with like the U S development team and in the minors um, how, you know, he, he was like, sort of wanted to be like a power forward kind of, you know, more of like, you know, a Milan Lucic kind of guy and wasn't like, you know, a Michael McCarron, which is just a big body who's there for defensive situations. Um, right. And, you know, for all accounts, like he tried, like, you know, John Hines put him in a lot of good situations, um, but just, you know, could, could not find his footing. So I think there's an argument to be made um, that he was just kind of misused in Nashville. Um, and I think a lot of people just, you know, he's, he was like the Ben Harper of two years ago where it doesn't matter what he does. Everybody is just going to, um, kind of blame any sort of bad play on him. He's going to be under the microscope more than any other Pred. I think that was kind of his legacy in Nashville, um was that but you know it's been it's been two years now two seasons since he's gone to ottawa of course the preds didn't play the sense last year so he never got a chance to return to bridgestone arena um, he'll have that chance tonight interesting to see if there is a um like a tribute video right or something like that because um you know i, I could really see it going either way and i can see you know fans kind of you know clapping for you know his appreciation uh one of the best depth performances by a nashville predators person in the playoffs back in 2018 very true Uh, a all-time great uh playoff season for him and so yeah you know i can kind of see them that or i could kind of see them absolutely wrecking the return ceremony so we'll have to see It's going to be interesting. I think for me, you know, regardless of how the Nashville Predators handle tonight and handle Watson coming back, you know, for me, I think what matters most is off ice and wishing Austin Watson and his partner Jennifer and their family health and wholeness and wellness, regardless of on ice issues. And, you know, we'll we'll see how tonight goes. But it's this is a complicated return. Absolutely. Uh, Speaking of other parts of the game, I want to get your take, Anne, in just a second about what you think the Preds need to do tonight against the Senators that makes you think they're turning things around for good for the rest of the season. (laughs) For good. Let's hope so. Well, we're going to get to that in a minute. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models on the road today, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts your car needs. Why endure often pointless and intimidating questions and wait while a person behind a counter looks on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse has in stock? You have a computer 
easier with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can save time and money by using Rock Auto? Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil. Go and explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So it is an important game. Uh, for the Preds and Senators tonight, of course, the Preds um, on all right footing in in the playoff picture. Um, they are, you know, tighter than you would like, but they still yes. have numbers in their favor right now. Um, but, you know, the, the way the inconsistency that they've been playing with and uh, has got to be a concern for fans and uh yeah so i mean this is this is going to kind of be a game in which they're going to need to show that they can beat up on a team like ottawa who has not been playing great and get some of these give me points yes. towards the playoff race and i it makes me a little like if i'm being fully honest, it makes me a little uncomfortable going into these gimme games because we have dropped some gimme games recently and the Predators have not come out and taken over these games that they should dominate and they should win handily. So I think tonight is definitely a test of how reset have the Predators reset since kind of dropping some games they should have won. They, they've got something to prove tonight. And I think it's going to be important not only that they get two points, I think it's going to be very important how they earn these two points. I don't think squeaking out a 5-4 win like they did with Philadelphia no. is going to leave Nashville Predators fans feeling great you know it would be two points but this is not how this you know this game tonight needs to go there are some things that the predators have got to do differently if they're going to sort of re-establish themselves as a team that is ready to compete in the playoffs well you want style points right like you would we want zhuzh yeah zhuzh zhuzh there you go <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you want to see a team like Ottawa and you want the Preds to assert their dominance, be like 4-1, 5-1, something like that. Um, yes. You know, something like around 19 to 20 shots allowed. Um, but as you mentioned, we haven't really seen that from the Predators against teams like Ottawa. Um, you know, the big thing to me, Anne, is they've got to come out strong. Yes. The start's over the past couple of weeks have just been God awful. Uh, I think they've had now four consecutive games, giving up a game or giving up a goal within the first two, three minutes. Um, not a good look when you're having to dig yourself out of a hole and, you know, against a team like Ottawa, you know, they're bad, uh, but their goaltender Anton Forsberg is pretty solid. Yes. And, you know, Ottawa's playing for pride at this point. 
So, you know, you, you'll want the crowd in early. You want to overwhelm them. But you can't do that if you're starting games the way the Preds have been the past little bit. I think a slow start is definitely going to affect the vibe at Bridgestone Arena. I agree with you. A hot start is going to be key for this game. Not that the Predators can't compete in this game if they go down early, but I think everybody needs to be reassured that they are ready to play 60 minutes of hockey because we haven't seen 60 minutes of Predators hockey recently. And people, that's what it's going to take to make the postseason and be successful in the postseason. And I think everybody feels sort of on the edge of, do I have to adjust my expectations for this team based on their, you know, last few performances? This is a game where the Predators need to reset and say, no, we are the team that had a really successful run earlier in the season. And we're back on track for that. I think, we need a big night from that top line tonight. I really, yeah. really want to see Philip Forsberg, and I especially want to see Matthew Duchesne uh, find the back of the net. I think Matt Duchesne is just, I mean, he's having a great statistical season. I think he really is coming into his own, and I don't want to see him lose any of that momentum. So I would love to see Matt Duchesne get on the score sheet in the game tonight for sure. Yeah, um, and Philip Forsberg, too. You would like to see yeah. him continue his goal-scoring push as well. Um, here's, a, here's a fun stat. You know, we talked about the Norris earlier. Uh, if Roman Yossi gets a point tonight, uh, the Preds don't play again until this Friday. So if Roman Yossi gets a point tonight, he will have gone the entire month of March oh. with at least a point in a game. That's amazing. Yeah, he's he's been on a tear. Yes, he has been on a tear. And and the Predators need that from him. The defense has really been depleted with injury. I think um, Jeremy Davies has done a good job when he was brought up. So they're kind of patching some holes, uh, but they're going to need better defensive support for UC Saros. And, you know, we talked earlier in the week, should we be worried about UC Saros? This is a great game for UC Saros to get back to the, the form that we've seen him play most of the season. So this is a great opportunity game for the Predators to reestablish who they are and you know, as John Hines loves to say, to play to their identity. This is a great opportunity. It's a little tricky because I think the Ottawa Senators are a bit YOLO, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you you, you never know. But this, I think this is a good chance yeah. for Nashville to reset. And they need to do that. Yeah. They're, they're East Coast Seattle Kraken. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, how horrible. Uh, well, like, luckily, the, the Preds have historically done pretty well against the Ottawa Senators in their short history. So maybe we continue that juju into tonight. Um, again, it is a 7 o'clock Central Puck Drop. Tomorrow on Lockdown Predators, we'll have your full recap and breakdown of the game. Give me the high moments, our takes on what that means for the Preds' playoff push moving forward. Until that, though, Anne, where can the fine people find your work online? You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com and you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me on ontheforecheck.com. Well, 
on the forecheck.com as well. <laughs> it's the end of the episode, people. Don't worry about it. Uh, also, find me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Be sure to also follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Predators. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know what your uh, thought on today's content was. And uh, let us know if there's ever a topic you want us to discuss down the road in a future show. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first lesson of the day. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then.